Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Today, we have the opportunity to have Dr. Cahill with us here at Joplin Family Worship Center, and we're gonna be sitting at the table and hearing the essentials of healing, what God's Word says to us, and our rights to walk in that healing. So we invite you to join us now. Get your Bible, get a notepad and, and a pen or a pencil, and spend some time here at the table with Pastor James Perkins and I with Dr. John T. Cahill. You're going to enjoy this time. Yes, sir. It's my privilege, my honor always to share the Word of God. And so we open our Bibles to Luke chapter 13 this morning. Luke chapter 13. And starting at verse 10 through 17. And we want to just look at this woman and find and learn some truths that are hidden here that we want to reveal. So we'll just read this chapter 13, verse 10 through 17. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Thank God for his healing power. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said to the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, and in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite. And he still says that to people that oppose the healing gospel. Thou hypocrite. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, very important, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. And so we want to speak in a way today that our adversaries are ashamed. Yes. That every critic is silenced, that every adversary is ashamed. We want to speak with that kind of wisdom because we know from what we've been looking at this week that God wants our enemies in tears. He wants Satan bruised under our feet. He wants Satan bruised under your feet and our adversaries to have no word against us. So every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn it. That's God's plan. That's God's will. So let's notice here, and we'll write this statement down, four seeds of truth, four seeds of truth that establish our covenant birthright of healing. Four seeds of truth that establish our covenant birthright of healing. And in this first session, we just want to go through these things and just look at them. And there's a lot of teaching here. There's hours, but we'll have to condense this. But number one, the first seed is this infirmity is a spirit of affliction. Seed number one, this infirmity is a spirit of affliction. Oftentimes, we've not realized that because sickness came through the fall, sickness is propagated by a spirit. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. 
And oftentimes in, in, in medicine, they treat the symptoms and they treat the body, but they don't deal with the spirit. And unless you deal with the spirit, you can't get permanent help. You cannot deal with the spirit through antibiotics, through time or recovery or through surgery. You have to deal with a spirit through spiritual means. We want to notice here, this woman had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Now, if we're drawing a parallel, this is a picture of the church. You'll notice that 18 is 6 plus 6 plus 6. It's a spirit of Antichrist, and the woman could represent the church. And in every miracle Jesus did, you'll always find a spiritual revelation and a physical revelation. So this woman is a picture of the church in this age, as you mentioned, bowed over, looking into the dust realm with a spirit of infirmity. And it's time the church be made straight and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It's time to see Jesus. It's time to look unto him. It's time to be drawn upward, set our mind on things above, and look at Jesus. So there's always that parallel, but we're not going to look at that parallel today. We're going to look at the physical part of this healing. This was a spirit of infirmity. You cannot deal with sickness as just a sickness. You have to learn to deal with the spirit. And if you don't deal with the spirit of infirmity, you'll never be able to get permanent help. The Bible calls the curse sicknesses of long continuances and things that go on and on. It seems like there's nothing you can do to get better, nothing you can do to get relief, and especially sicknesses that keep coming back. The things that keep coming back because we know when Satan is cast out, he looks for uh, dry places and then he comes back with seven more spirits filed than himself. And so we've seen people uh, receive healing and they get sicker and even die from their sickness. Because if you don't learn to deal with the spirit of infirmity, you'll never be able to have permanent help and deliverance and freedom. There is a spirit that attacks your spirit every single day. It's the spirit of doubt. And you have to learn to deal with that through the word of God. The only way to overcome doubt is to believe God's word. There's no other way to deal with it. You have to believe what God said. You have to. There's no cure for doubt except faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I can't pray your doubts away. You have to hear what God said. You do not have more faith in God than you have in his written word. 2 Corinthians 4.13 said, we have the same spirit of faith. It is written, I have believed, I have spoken. The spirit of faith cannot be taught. I can teach you the mechanics of faith, but the spirit of faith has to be caught. You have to catch the spirit of faith. Faith has to be quickened by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost makes faith operate. So the spirit of faith takes me to the scriptures and then I believe it and I say it. That's the way faith works and it's always worked that way. And the only way to deal with the spirit that attacks your spirit of doubt is to deal with the word of God and get the word of God and believe it. Then your soul realm is the deception and the discouragement that comes against your soul to weigh your soul down, to put you in blindness and bondage and get your soul in that place where you're discouraged. You're just going round and round and round and round and round it's the same old battle every day same old oppression every day same old depression and God wants you free from that Jesus wore a crown of thorns to deliver you from that but as we get older especially if you go past 50 there's a spirit called Barzilla it's in 2nd Samuel 19 if you want to read the story Barzilla and he was a good man a godly man a generous man with David but he was a man who had been infirmed with the spirit he was 80 years old he said I'm 80 And he said, I can't see and I can't hear and I can't enjoy church anymore. I can't hear the maidens sing or watch the young men dance. And he said, King, I'll only be a burden to you. David said, come with me, go to Jerusalem. Let's go all the way to Jerusalem. And Barzilla says, I cannot go with you. I'll be a burden because of my age. He said, let me go back and be buried with my fathers. David loved him, kissed him and let him go back and buried him with his fathers. But Barzilla had enough sense to put the blessing on his children. 
and his children, Shahamim and the others, they went all the way back with Jerusalem with David and then they went all the way to the table of David and to the table of Solomon. And in David's dying, he said, you take the children of the Giladite, Barzilla, and you bless his sons. So he was able to bless his children. He was a good man, a godly man, a generous man. He was a great man that he blessed the next generation, but he did not walk in what God had for him because of the spirit of infirmity that attacked his body. God spends a whole lifetime getting you ready and then you get to a certain age and your health breaks down. We see this happen over and over again. Preachers that have been doing this 30, 40, 50 years and all of a sudden they begin to have all kinds of health problems and they break down. This is a spirit of infirmity and it has to be dealt with as a spirit. You cannot deal with it just as a natural means. It's not just a matter of prayer. You have to take authority over the spirit of infirmity. It's very clear Satan has bound this woman. This woman has a spirit of infirmity. So the first seed of truth is, is that there is a spirit of infirmity and you have to deal with the spirit. But good news is Jesus said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have authority over the spirit of doubt that attacks your spirit. You have authority over the spirit of deception and discouragement that attacks your soul. And you have authority over this spirit of disease, decay, and decline. You have authority over it in Jesus' name. By the blood, by the Holy Ghost, you have authority over this spirit. Praise God. We have authority over this spirit. All right, seed number two and very important seed number two. Notice what Jesus said in verse 16. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan had bound over these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Seed number two is her identity was the seed of Abraham. She was the seed of Abraham. Write down the word identity, the seed of Abraham. Now notice because of her first birth, she had a covenant birthright to be healed. It was her first birth. Now everybody listen to this. This is very important. Her first birth qualified her to be healed. It's not that she went to church. It's not that she paid her tithes. It's not that she was good. Not that she was there every Sunday. It's that she was a daughter of Abraham. Now, here's the question. When did she become a daughter of Abraham? The moment she was conceived in her mother's womb, she was the daughter of Abraham. The moment she was conceived, she was of that lineage, that line of a natural Jew. So she was the daughter of Abraham. Now, she ought to be loosed. That natural people had a covenant of healing. We have a better covenant established on better promises. I feel some preach sneaking up on me. Forgive me. It's hard to sit here, but praise God. (laughs) If her first birth qualified her, then a million times more, your second birth qualifies you to be healed. You've got a right. You've got a covenant birthright to be healed by the power of God because you are the spiritual seed of Abraham. You are born of the true seed of Abraham, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you are born again, not of corruptible, but incorruptible seed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And if her first birth qualified her, how much more does your second birth qualify you? You've got a covenant birthright to be healed. You are the seed of Abraham. Now let's establish that from the scripture. Galatians 3, 7. We which are of faith are the children of Abraham. There it is. Galatians 3, 9, we which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. The word blessed there is eulogy. That means God has spoken the final word. A eulogy is the final word. The blessing in the new covenant is the final word. God's not going to change his mind. He has blessed you. You are blessed with the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich. He has blessed you with covenant, and that blessing is Christ in you. That blessing is Christ, and Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. It's no longer you. It's Christ in you that lives. It's Christ in you, Pastor James, that lives. 
So with that being said, then you are the blessed seed of Abraham. So Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Let's all shout, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is spiritual, mental, physical, social, and financial. It's also eternal. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, and sickness is under the curse of the law. So this morning, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and let them say so loud and strong. With boldness, I am redeemed from the curse of sickness. I'm redeemed in Jesus' name. She ought to be loosed. Now, let me ask you this. If she ought to be loosed, then I can look at you and smile and say, you ought to be loosed. You ought to be loosed from this infirmity because you're the seed of Abraham. Now, listen to Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith, and we might receive the promise of the Spirit. One of the promises God made to Abraham was Genesis 15, verse 15. You want to write that down. 1515, Genesis 1515, God said, Abram, you will go to your fathers in peace in a good old age and be buried. Now, you know he's talking about his body because you can't bury a man's spirit or soul. We don't believe in soul sleep. We believe that the spirit to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you take a body to the ground, you're not taking their soul and spirit. They've departed. They're gone. So he said, you will be buried, talking about the body. Now listen to what God promised Abraham, your spiritual father. And what belonged to your spiritual father belongs to you by right of lineage and inheritance. This is yours. Your identity establishes your birthright of covenant. And he says, you will go to your fathers in peace. So we rejoice that our fathers will be waiting on us. We've not lost any loved ones. You need to stop saying you've lost your loved one. You have not lost anyone. I have not lost my sister. I have not lost my mother. I have not lost my father. They are in heaven waiting on me. I'm going to my father's. Heaven's not going anywhere and neither are they. They're doing great. Praise God. They're doing better than we know they're doing. That's how good they're doing. So he said, you'll go to your father. So he assured him there's life after death and their fathers, his fathers would be waiting. But he said, you'll go in peace. Now that doesn't mean you're just going to die in your sleep. That means shalom. You're going whole. That's healing for the rest of his life. That means you're not going to the grave blind and deaf. That means you're not going crippled and lame. You are going in peace, shalom. Shalom is peace. You'll go to your fathers in peace. And what happened to Abraham at 99? He was rejuvenated. And ladies, he didn't leave you out. You know, we're sons of Abraham. Ladies, he didn't leave you out. You know what God said about you? You're daughters of Sarah. And Sarah was the only woman in the old covenant that got rejuvenated. You're not daughters of Rebecca. You're not daughters of Leah. You're not daughters of Rachel. You are daughters of Sarah. And those two got rejuvenated. So we have a right to rejuvenation in our body. We've got a right to a good old age. Why? Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And he that raised Christ from the dead quickens your mortal body by the spirit that dwells in you. You've got the life of God in you. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in your spirit. And he wants it to work in your soul and in your body and make you alive and make you live. Now, I feel that resurrection life all over me right now. Praise God. Praise God. I feel it. It's not just something that I can't feel. It's in my body, energized, full of life, quickened by the life that raised Jesus from the dead healed us and made us whole so you've got a right see your covenant birthright is established by your identity that's why it's so important that you know you are the blessed seed of abraham in christ jesus according to the word of god 
So the blessed seed of Abraham would look like this. The seed of Abraham is first Reuben. Reuben means behold the son. And as children of God, we all look to Jesus. And when you behold the son, you become sons and daughters of God. You're Reuben this morning. Good morning, Reuben. You're sons and daughters of God. Beloved, now are we the sons and daughters of God. You're also Simeon. Simeon's name means to hear God accurately. And Jesus said over you, my sheep know my voice. They will not listen to the voice of a stranger. And my sheep hear my voice. You can hear God for yourself this morning. You can hear the word of God that says, by whose stripes you were and with whose stripes you're healed. You can hear God for yourself. You're Simeon. You're also Levi. Levi means joined to the Lord. Joined to the Lord. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. When you got born again, God took you out of Adam and put you in Christ. He joined you to the Lord. And don't you let any man put asunder what God has joined together. Don't let anybody talk you out of your union with Christ. You are married to Christ. There are some preachers that will not let you be married to Christ till you get over there somewhere in eternity. But if you're not married to Christ, then Christ becomes an adulterer because he's already put his seed in you. You're married to Christ. You are one with him. He says in Ephesians 5.30, we are bone of his bone. We are flesh of his flesh. You are Levi. You are Judah. Judah means he shall be praised, and we need to praise the Lord. We need to celebrate the Lord. My praise is unto Jesus. My praise is unto the Lord that lived and died and rose again. My praise is unto Jesus this morning. I'm Judah, and Judah's in the house. We need to celebrate God more than we do. We need to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Now, thanks be unto God, which causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus. But I'm also Zebulun. Zebulun means the tabernacle of God. God dwells in me. He doesn't just visit me once in a while. God lives inside me. He made his home right here. Thank God in my neighborhood, the property value's gone up because God moved in. The property value's gone sky high because God made a mansion and moved in the mansion. Praise God. I'm his dwelling place. God Almighty lives inside of me. Doesn't that thrill you this morning that God Almighty lives inside you? Well, I could look at you and talk for a half hour. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's not you, but it's Christ who lives in you. He's not dying in you on a cross. He's living in you in life, in glory, and power. He's living inside you. He is Lord of all. You're the Zebulun of God. You're Issachar because Issachar means the burden bearer. And not only did he bear our burdens, but we bear one another's burdens. We are the Issachar of God. We are Dan because Dan means judgment. And guess what? You've been to court and the judge ruled in your favor. You've been to court. You've already been on trial. Your old man was put to death. He was tried, found guilty, and put to death. But your new man was resurrected in Christ, and he's been judged righteous and holy and clean and one with God, a son or daughter of God. You've been judged. You can shout. You've been to court. You won your case. The judge ruled in your favor. There is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. The judge ruled in your favor. Then Gad, you're Gad. Gad was one of the tribes. Gad means the overcomer. And you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer by birth. You overcame the moment you got born again. You overcame the moment you got born again. You were born from death unto life. The law of life in Christ made you free from the law of sin and death. You're an overcomer. The moment you got born again, you became a victor and a champion and more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Praise God. You're not only Gad, you're also Asher. That means joy. I think we need a good dose of joy. Heartfelt, heaven-sent, Holy Ghost joy. When's the last time that we had joy unspeakable and full of glory? I notice in my own life, the more joy I have, the more glory I see. 
If I have a little joy, I see a little glory. But when you're full of joy, God promised us we could be full of joy. And one of the seeds to healing is, is that Asher would be blessed with children. He would be acceptable to his brethren. He would dip his foot in oil. His shoes should be iron and brass. But then he prophesied in Deuteronomy 33, verse 24 and 25, as his days, his strength shall be. That means every day you live on planet earth, God will be your strength. If you walk in joy, joy is one of the facilitators of your healing. Depression drains life and it causes sickness, but the joy of the Lord will make you well. The joy of the Lord will get you up. The joy of the Lord will be your strength and the joy of the Lord will heal you. You're the joy of the Lord. You're Asher. You got joy this morning. Shake off your heavy bands. Shake off that spirit of heaviness in Jesus' name. You have got joy this morning. That's Asher. And then Naphtali means you've obtained by wrestling. And Naphtali has already overcome. That means Jesus got something for you that you couldn't get on your own. You've obtained because Jesus wrestled. He overcame. You have an inheritance this morning. You have an inheritance in Christ, with Christ. All spiritual blessings are yours. The mind of Christ is yours. You have a right to the birthright of healing. You have a right to walk in the love of God. You have a right to source and supply. You have a right to heaven and eternity. You are blessed with an inheritance. Ephesians 1.11 says you have obtained an inheritance in Christ. You've already obtained it. He got it for you. Then you're the Joseph of the Lord. Joseph means increase. You're increasing with the increase of God. Joseph means increase. That means you're increasing with the increase of God. Colossians 2.19, we increase with the increase of God. And Benjamin means son of the right hand or son of favor. You are favored today because God has seated you at his own right hand in Christ. You're quickened with, raised with, seated with him. You are favored. So good morning, sons and daughters of God. You hear God's voice. You're joined to the Lord. It's time to praise the Lord. Not only has he borne our burden, but we bear one another's burdens. You've got help in the house of the Lord today. We're here to love you, serve you, bless you, edify you, equip you, encourage you. Thank God you've already been judged. Judgment's behind you. Thank God you are an overcomer. Thank God you've got joy this morning. Thank God you've got your inheritance. You're increasing right now while you sit here and you're favored of God. The favor of God be upon you to a thousand generations in Jesus' name. The favor of God be upon you. That's what's yours in Christ. She ought to be loose because she is a daughter of Abraham. The first is an infirmity. The second is identity. And the third is now, you must see this, very important. The inheritance that belongs to her was a full salvation. It was full. It was a complete salvation or salvation in abundance. There's no lack in this. What belonged to this woman? See, it belonged to her by birth. I want you to get this. It belongs to you by birth. You've already got it. You don't need to qualify for it. You don't need to pray enough or fast enough. It came by birth. It's yours. It's your covenant birthright to be healed and made whole. So her inheritance was she ought to be loose. She's a daughter of Abraham. So everything that belonged to your spiritual father, Abraham, now belongs to you. Do you see that? Everything that belonged to him belongs to you. So he was made perfectly righteous without the law. So you have perfect righteousness imputed to you without the law. Yes. Number two, he was delivered from the curse. He had peace, rest, and liberty from the curse. We're free from the curse. Number three, he had protection, and the Lord is his shield. Abraham, I'll be to you a shield. The Lord was your shield, Abraham, and now the Lord is our shield. Psalms 5:12 said he will bless the righteous and encompass us with his favor like a shield. God is a shield for me. David said in Psalms 3, thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and lifter of my head. God's your shield today. And you lift up the shield of faith, and what happens when you do? You thereby quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. See, faith doesn't keep the darts from coming, but it does quench the darts. 
The darts still come at me even though I believe God, but my shield of faith quenches the darts. Then he promised him, I am your reward. He promised him prosperity, riches, and liberality. And then he promised him preservation, rejuvenation, and he promised him length of day. So you have a right to live your life, rejuvenation, life, and strength, and you will live and not die. That's the word of the Lord over you this morning. You will live and not die in Jesus' name. Now listen to the word of the Lord, Job 5.26. Not too many people get good news out of the book of Job, but here's some good news. You will come to your grave in a full age, like a shock of corn cometh in the field. That means just like if you go out to the aisle when the corn is in harvest, seven and a half feet stalks, eight feet stalks, that corn is in full harvest. He says, you're going to come like a shock of corn cometh in the field and it's full height. You're going to live your days and fulfill your destiny. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They'll bring forth fruit in old age. So by the world standards, if you're 37 or up, you're over your middle age. But by God's standard, praise God. God said you'll bring forth fruit in old age. God says you'll be full of life and flourishing. Caleb said, I'm 85 and this day I'm as strong as I was in the day that God sent me. You've got a right to be rejuvenated and strengthened and to live in a good old age. That's your right. That's your privilege. That's your psalmist right. That is your right through being the seed of Abraham. Now. As I close this morning, what we need here, the fourth word is insight or instruction and spiritual application. So you've got infirmity, the spirit of infliction, identity, the seed of Abraham. You've got inherited supernatural abundance. And then you've got instruction, spiritual application. Now, what does this mean to us? Now, remember in Exodus 15 that they were at the bitter waters of Mara, and they came from the Red Sea. They went a three-day journey and the waters were made bitter. Nothing they had done. When they got there, the waters were made bitter. Now listen to me. Because Adam's sin, sickness is here. There's spirits of infirmity released against every one of you. It's not what you did. It's what was here before you got here. Sickness did not show up because you showed up. Sickness was here before you got here, and it'll be here after we're gone. Sickness was here. It came through Adam's transgression. So you have to do what Moses did. God showed Moses a tree in Exodus 15. But then Moses put the tree in the water. And you put the tree in the water by going to the word of God, finding out what God said about you, which is by whose stripes you were and with whose stripes you are healed and putting that in your waters, your bitter place of sickness by boldly decreeing, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, I receive my healing. Just do it with me right now. Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name, I receive my healing. And I thank you by his stripes I am healed and I receive healing in my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet in Jesus' name. And I receive my healing, I am healed. And I shout aloud, Praise you, Lord Jesus, I'm healed. Thank you, I'm healed. Thank you, I'm healed, Jesus. And I praise you and thank you by his stripes, I am healed. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. This is Pastor Dan, and I want to say thank you for joining me and Pastor James Perkins here at the table with Dr. John T. Cahill. His ministry has been such a blessing to us, and I trust that you have thoroughly enjoyed and been empowered by the Word of God. Uh, my friend Josh says, I'm changed. I'm transformed. I love those words. That's what I am every time I hear the Word of God. I appreciate the way he broke the bread of life for us today to hear concerning healing. And we look forward to bringing you more encounters with Dr. Cahill here in the future. Until then, we pray that God's Word will continue to work greatly, mightily in your life. Embrace the Word of God and be changed by it. 
every time you read it, every time you hear it. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. Are you walking in everything God has for you? Hi, I'm Pastor Gary Culp, and I'd like to invite you to check out the Exceedingly Abundant Ministries podcast, available from the Sky High Podcast Network. This 30-minute weekly Bible study will give you time to grow spiritually and get to know God and His Word on a deeper level. God has more in store for you than you ever realized. Listen to Exceedingly Abundant Ministries today and learn about how God can do more with your life than you ever imagined.